0: I'm Ray Rogers. You're listening to Fix This, a podcast exploring tech ideas and solutions to some of today's largest challenges. In March 2021, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, what's also known as HUD, released the 2020 Annual Homeless Assessment Report, Part 1, to the U.S. Congress. The report detailed a 2.2% rise in homelessness from 2019 to 2020, and the data did not reflect the impact of the pandemic, which has only exacerbated the issue as many face economic uncertainty. To help communities during this incredibly difficult time, the federal government created the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, which is also known by the acronym, the CARES Act. This provided fast, direct economic assistance for American workers, families, small businesses, and industries. The challenge for states and counties is to disperse these funds quickly to the people that need it the most. To stave off eviction and homelessness for its residents, Howard County, Maryland quickly set up a cloud-based portal to effectively distribute funds to residents in need. The portal allows residents to access multiple assistance programs, all from one interface. To learn more about the portal and the benefits that the county has seen, I chatted with Kelly Simino, director of the Department of Housing and Community Development of Howard County, Maryland. Take a listen.
1: Howard County is located directly between Baltimore, Maryland, and Washington DC. We are a community of about 300,000 residents. About 20% of those residents are renter households. The rest are homeownership. And we see residents who have very high incomes. We are an affluent community. Our area mean income is about $122,000, so that means half our residents earn more or half may earn less. With about 23,000 renter households in the county, what we learned is that about 30% of our rental housing units are considered affordable. This means they're affordable to residents earning about $60,000 a year or less. And with a high area mean income of $122,000 a year, many of our residents are cost burdened. And the pandemic really showed us how this cost burden translated into those who lost one paycheck were facing eviction very quickly. And so we knew as a county we had to step up and intervene or we would be facing many families showing up at our homeless shelter or our homeless providers seeking housing assistance. Due to COVID,
0: many in the county are in need of governmental assistance, whether that's for rent, utilities, or mortgage payments. What are some of the housing challenges residents are currently facing? Can you give us a bit more detail? How have these needs changed due to the pandemic?
1: When the pandemic uh, started in Howard County, we had not experienced this rental eviction crisis at such a scale before. We have several providers in the county that provide assistance to residents that are facing homelessness. We uh, have a vast array of nonprofit partners who help us with this situation. But if our residents are facing eviction due to something beyond their control, many were forced to work from home or their businesses closed or all the children were home and parents had to stay home to do virtual schooling. And what this turned into is residents who just did not have the income to keep paying their rent, their utilities, their food, and all the necessities. And so the county really had to scale up quickly in order to address these needs on a much bigger level.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about what was already in place?
1: We needed a way to serve our residents without compromising staff safety or without uh, having to open our offices to the public and put people at risk for coming in and filling out paper applications or dropping off documents. And our nonprofit partners have established relationships within the communities. They're trusted. Particularly, our one of our nonprofits works with non-English speaking residents. And those residents typically will not come to county government offices, so it was critical that we formed a partnership with them so that those residents would have their needs met and be able to stay in their homes. We also found that many of the families with school-age children who had to attend school virtually were really struggling. And through our partnership with the school system, we were able to share our resources with those families. And one of the things that the platform that we have chosen to work with through AWS has been to be able to determine where the needs are. If we are providing rent assistance in a particular community or zip code or city, we were able to then decide if those families also needed food assistance or energy assistance or childcare assistance. And that has been really critical to us serving the needs of the residents that beyond eviction prevention.
0: During all of this, of course, the federal government was also trying to figure out how to allocate money, which is how the CARES Act really came into the picture, which is the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. How much funding did Howard County receive, and how were you able to disperse these funds?
1: So Howard County received $1.6 million in CARES Act funding, and this was the first time we had received funding of this type. And just to put it in perspective, in a normal year, the Department of Housing receives about $2 million in federal grant funds. We are an entitlement jurisdiction. We have been since 1996. But to receive $1.6 million with a very short time frame to spend it was a little overwhelming for the county to figure out how could we get this money out into the community, quickly and effectively. And again, this is where our nonprofit partners really rose to the challenge. Through two of our providers, Grassroots and Community Action Council, they were able to disperse this $1.6 million. We helped 356 households and we know that this money prevented evictions for those families.
0: How were applications affected during the pandemic? I imagine that they went way higher than the department has ever seen.
1: In the past, the department has relied mostly on paper applications, and that's challenging for people if they don't have internet access at home, they don't have a printer. If the county offices were closed to the public, paper applications were just not feasible. Being able to provide an online application And later, we introduced a mobile application. That has been critical to the success of of allocating those funds. Families tend to have a mobile phone. They have uh, internet access through their phone or through maybe a relative. And this was really critical to getting these funds out to the families that needed them the most. And paying the landlords directly meant that there was no checks going back and forth. We were able to set up... uh, ACH payments or direct payments to landlords and really prevent residents from facing eviction very quickly. Why did the department choose to go with a cloud-based solution? We in Howard County, as I said before, are very fortunate to have a great network of nonprofit partners. They work in the community every day. They provide eviction prevention, homelessness prevention, utility assistance, food assistance on a yearly basis, ongoing. But again, we had to scale up quickly, We had to get this money out into the community and we had to do it with trusted partners so that residents felt comfortable contacting those partners, filling out the application online and knowing that they would be served.
0: What do you think is a greater lesson that other counties, um, whether that's here in the U.S. or abroad, could learn from the method that Howard County adopted?
1: It's interesting. The housing advocates here in Howard County have a very strong voice and they pressed really hard for the housing department to scale up and do everything in-house. They wanted one phone number and one email for everyone experiencing uh, this, this stress due to facing eviction or homelessness. And we pushed back. We said, no, we need to use our network that's already established, already serving our residents, that our residents trust. And By doing it this way, which is very different from what other jurisdictions in Maryland did, most scaled up, most hired 20 or 30 people to do this. And Howard County, we just decided that that was not the way we wanted to go. It's difficult for county governments to to staff up quickly. We really pushed hard against our advocates to say no. The best way for Howard County to do it was to use our nonprofit partners.
0: And so much of that, I think, is exactly what you were just saying. It's so important to use a network where people already have those connections and that trust is already built. And whether it's they speak the language of the residents or, you know, they already are familiar with the family, that trust really matters.
1: For our department to go from managing about $2 million in federal grants per year to now doing $33 million in grants a year. This is a big challenge for our department as well. We have to manage those funds. We have to make sure they're going to the right people based on their income. And we have to make sure that we are collecting the demographics. And those demographics have helped us, as I said, to also figure out where do we need to direct our efforts for food assistance, for child care assistance, for maybe medical Uh, We use some of this data to even determine where to have vaccine clinics. So the data was critical. It was important for us to have it and be able to make decisions based on it.
0: With all of this data coming together, it sounds like the county was able to make connections between different areas and different insights that you were able to glean from the data. Tell us a bit more um, about the future plans for this platform. How will it influence any other disbursement of funds from the county or planning moving forward?
1: What we determined from this platform was that our invoicing went so smoothly, Nonprofit partners submitted their invoices to be reimbursed, and within three or four days, they were reimbursed. This helped them to be able to keep providing money to the the residents. There was no lag time. Also, knowing where to target our efforts for food assistance, knowing where we were providing utility assistance helped our other departments determine where we needed broadband, where we needed help with our BGE bills where we needed help with water bills. It really helped us determine how to provide other services to the families in need. And it also helped our businesses because landlords who were receiving their rent were able to continue to make their mortgage payments or pay their bills, and they were not spending a lot of time trying to find resources for their residents to keep them housed. Landlords don't want to evict their residents. They want to keep them in their units. And with the courts closed, landlords were stressed and facing uh, financial hardships of their own. And so for us to be able to quickly reimburse our nonprofit partners, they would then uh, be able to put more funding out for landlords and residents. People saw that we were making an effort to keep everyone housed and fed and safe. And that was um, a true reflection of all the departments here within Howard County working together, using this data to make data-driven decisions. If you liked today's episode
0: and want to learn more about how cloud-based solutions are helping to address homelessness, listen to episode number eight from the archives, where you'll hear from US-based nonprofit Community Solutions, they share how communities are reaching what's called functional zero for veteran and chronic homeless populations. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag FixThis by AWS. Thank you to our guest, Kelly, and thank you for tuning in. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe, rate, review, and share. We'll be here on the next one.